Hey fellow romance readers, I'm Amy. And I'm Sarah, and this is Post Book Depression. You know that feeling you get when you finish a good book that you didn't want to end? Have you finished a book and just weren't ready to move on from the story and its beloved characters? You find yourself needing just a little more? Well, this multi-trope romance podcast gives you the opportunity to dig deeper with us into books we love as we discuss all the reasons we can't move on. Feeling chatty? You can continue the conversation with us on Instagram at Post Book Depression Podcast or on Facebook in our Post Book Depression discussion group. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and take a brief moment to leave a review. Are you ready? Let's discuss. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Amy. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be discussing Georgia All Along by Kate Claiborne. The first few minutes, we're going to do a brief review of the story without any spoilers. Then we're going to shift into a deeper book discussion, which is going to include lots of spoilers. But don't worry, we're going to let you know before we do shift into that deeper book discussion. That's right. Okay, so Amy, go ahead and give us a brief summary of Georgia All Along. Let's do it. Georgie All Along is a witty story about Georgie, a longtime personal assistant who recently finds herself without a job and headed back to her small town home. With a blank slate in front of her, she questions what's next when she stumbles upon her childhood diary and sets out to accomplish some of the simple ideas that she once had for herself. She hits a snag in her adventure when she finds herself with an unexpected roommate, Levi Fanning, a quiet, grouchy man who was once the town troublemaker and is the current town hermit. To her surprise and his, he offers to help her with her journey to discover her next steps in life. This story has humor, an adorable dog, which we love, and the nostalgic feeling for anyone who's ever wondered about the life that got away. Sarah, what did you think about Georgie all along? Okay, I loved this story. This was the perfect read for me right now. I really enjoyed how Kate wrote this kind of hero of the story that it's not typically how he's not really like the other characters that we read. He was so vulnerable. Right. I felt like, um, not necessarily that he was expressing it outwardly, but internally and through his internal dialogue, there's just the way he expressed his emotions and his feelings. I just found him to be very sensitive, which I feel like we don't always get in our male leads. Um, I loved Georgie. I was connecting with this woman on so many levels and It just was, it was a fun, lighthearted read. It just made me feel good. It was one of those books that you just thought, yes, I needed this. It just made you feel so good. Like you watched this great rom-com movie kind of thing. So yeah, it definitely gave me rom-com vibes. Mm. Like you said, it's lighthearted. It's fun. Uh, I really enjoyed Journey. I really enjoyed Georgie's journey to self-discovery and following along that path with her. I loved the grumpy sunshine dynamic between Mm -hmm. her and Levi. I really felt like this was just a really good palate cleanser book and would make a fun beach read. Yes. Oh, absolutely. This is a perfect beach read. So if you're looking for something and you haven't read, pick this one up and take it with you. Let's get into our ratings. Angst. Okay. I gave it a 1.5. I didn't feel like it was overwhelming. Is that? Nope. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm good. Your eyes got kind of wide. I was like, okay. Um, it, uh, it wasn't overwhelming, but there are some things that the characters kind of go through that for me, it was a little bit angsty, but not bad. So I felt like this was more romantic comedy vibes. There wasn't a lot of angst. There were some underlying things that the characters had to deal with Mm -hmm. that did bump it up a little bit. Did I say that I gave it 1.75? Because I gave it 1.75. If I didn't say that, I was going to say, I don't think you said it. (laughs) But I felt like it focused more on the relationships than the drama. Definitely, for sure. Okay, humor. Okay, humor for me, this was a three. 
It was lighthearted. It had some funny moments throughout. Georgie cracks me up. She has some moments that just are really kind of funny. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, it, it wasn't constant throughout, but it was enough that it just made you feel good. I also gave it three out of five. There were several laugh out loud moments for me. And I really, really loved the inner dialogue of both Georgie and Levi. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were both very witty and humorous. Yeah. And we love a good witty oh, character. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Spiciness. Okay. Spiciness. This was a two for me. Me too. It, okay. Yeah. Look at us. We're so connected <laughs> today. Um, I didn't feel like there was a ton but the scenes that are in there, they're written very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a lot of, like, sexual tension throughout. I mean, maybe a little bit, but not overwhelming. So if you need your spice level down, I feel like this book is really good for that. I think so, too. There's not a ton of scenes in there. The ones no. that are in there are really delightful yeah. and uh, just not overly spicy, in my yeah. opinion. And not too descriptive. Correct. Yeah, yeah. not too descriptive. So. Cheers. Uh, this was a two for me. Okay. Not because... I cried, um, but but I felt sad for these characters, for some of the things that they kind of are feeling, like for Georgie, how she feels, I felt sad for her, for Levi, for things that he has kind of dealt with in his family and mm-hmm. his personal life. It just, my heart was hurting for them. But with that being said, it's not an overwhelmingly sad story. Yeah, I did one out of five for the same reasons. I I didn't cry. I wasn't on the verge of tears anytime. There were a few things that some of the characters had to go through that did make me sad mm-hmm. for them, but I didn't cry yeah. at all. Not overwhelmingly sad, like you said. Right. Overall. Okay, overall, this is a 4.25 for me. I really, really enjoyed this story. It was lighthearted. It just made me feel good. I, I loved it. I would read it again. It's so good. I also did 4.25. I thought this was a great story about looking back on your life and asking the big question, what if? Kind of like that road less traveled Mm -hmm. sensation. Is there anything in your life, if given the opportunity, that you would want to go back and redo? I also, um, I already mentioned the humor parts of the story, but... For me, you said you connected a lot with Georgie. I loved that Georgie was very, her life was very chaotic (laughs) and very messy. I don't relate to that at all because that is complete opposite of my Mm. personality. But I did enjoy reading about that perspective and forcing myself kind of out of that comfort level for me to relate to a character in a way that I normally wouldn't. I feel like you just said my life is chaotic and messy. (laughs) That's not what I meant at Stay all. Stay tuned, folks, because I'll explain why I connect with Georgie. <laughs> That's the best. So that concludes the spoiler-free quick review of this story. Now we're going to shift into the deeper book discussion, which is going to include lots of spoilers. So be aware, be ready for those. If you haven't read this story, please go check it out. Come back and listen to the full discussion and then find us on social media and let us know your thoughts on the story. You can find us on Instagram at Post Book Depression Podcast, on Facebook in our Post Book Depression Discussion Group, or you can always email us at postbookdepressionpodcast at gmail.com. Let's dig into this great story, shall we? This book kicks off with Georgie coming back to her small hometown, and she's in the grocery store, and this is where she first encounters a very grumpy Levi. Yes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Let's briefly talk about her introduction back into her hometown. I love this scene, and I hate this scene, (laughs) because I felt so much for Georgie in that moment when she gets up there, she's trying to order her 
you know, shakes and stuff and everything. When she first pulls up, the town has changed. Like, it just looks different. And then she runs into this one person that she absolutely does not want to see. It's her old music teacher, old choir teacher. And she's not looking her best. She's not looking put together at all. I mean, give the girl a break. She's been driving, you know, so I'm kind of, I kind of felt like, it's yeah. one of those scenes where because you're at your worst, you're going to run into everyone you're gonna you know. Run, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt for her in that moment. And then when she gets up there and she can't pay because she forgot her card or cash or whatever she had in her car. Oh, Amy, it was kind of brutal. You just hurt for her because she just feels so chaotic. And that's kind of what her reputation was, which shame on that teacher. I just right. was so annoyed with that teacher in that moment. And I loved when Levi kind of steps up and pays for her, even though he's kind of grumpy. And you find out later he's not trying to be like... He was just in a hurry. He was in a hurry, but I also... He was trying to spare her embarrassment because he recognized that choir teacher and didn't care for her either. And I had secondhand embarrassment for her. I did too. Because she's got like stains on her shirt. And I'm just like, oh. And then you could just picture these linen overalls that are like wrinkled, (laughs) you know, because Lens always gets wrinkly. I was just like, oh, not your finest moment. Sorry. So we know that she lost her job, her Hollywood assistant job, yeah. and ultimately she is back in her hometown because her best friend Belle is pregnant and she's wanting to come back and help her in her final weeks before the pregnancy. Let's spend a few minutes talking about Georgie and Belle. Okay, so their friendship I found to be interesting because I love them, but I also wasn't sure how to feel about their friendship because Belle kind of at first kind of made me feel like she thought she had it together. Mm -hmm. She was a little bit better. And I don't think that that was her intention, but it kind of comes across as that. That was the vibe she was definitely portraying. Uh Uh-huh. A little bit. Yeah. And I, and I think I felt that because of the way Georgie was kind of feeling. And there were these moments, not just in the beginning, but then throughout where Georgie kind of felt like, oh, they're driving away thinking, oh, poor Georgie. And, Do you feel like your perspective on Belle was a direct result of reading those scenes through Georgie's point of view and she always felt slighted compared to Belle? She never felt like she measured up and always was just a little bit below Belle? Hmm. Or do you really feel like Belle was that way? I think if Belle was, she wasn't intentionally trying to be that because I don't think that it was ever her intention to hurt Georgie. I agree. But I do feel like there is a scene towards the end where she apologizes to her. And I think that maybe it was almost kind of even on Belle's end that Belle had her own insecurities where she needed to put off that I have it all together And because I have it all together, I didn't make a mistake by moving back because I don't make mistakes. (laughs) Kind of, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if she was kind of putting off that vibe, I do feel like it was completely unintentional. But it just made me sad a little bit because even in those moments, no matter how much you love your friends, little things like that in friendships, it can still hurt. Sure. You know? And I was was frustrated on... Georgie's behalf because her whole point and Belle knew this in her coming was to help her and Belle had already done everything yeah well except for that one room except the one room but I I felt like for Georgie she's walking in and feeling 
what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I here? You've already done everything that I said I was going to do. Yeah. You did. You put everything together. Yeah. I'm feeling like I, I'm here for no reason. Well, and then, but on the flip side of that, and this, I guess, would kind of put me in Belle's corner, is that she was kind of having her own emotional crisis of what am I doing with my life? Yeah. I, I quit and I moved and I did all these things. So she was probably trying to, I think, I think it was just all a big misunderstanding and unintentional, but I didn't like the way it made me feel because I wouldn't want to be made to feel that way. And I didn't like that Georgie always just kind of felt like she had to prove herself to other people mm-hmm. that she wasn't this chaotic mess. Yeah. You mentioned the room that Belle had set aside full of chaos that Georgie essentially offers to start going through and organizing. And in one of the boxes, she finds a journal that she had written as kids in the eighth grade. And it has all of these things that hopes and dreams that she hoped to accomplish in her life. And it really sends her down a path of reminiscence. Mm -hmm. So let's shift and start talking about the journal and its role in the story. I love that they had this journal that they shared as friends. Did you have one growing up? Did you have a journal or a box of memories? So not really. I would attempt to try to journal and then I just couldn't. <laughs> and my husband and I, when we were dating, we shared a journal. Did you? Yeah, we would write back. And Mike, was, and I, Mike and I did that too was, when I was in college. Yeah, so it was fun and, you know, romantic and all that. <laughs> but no, nothing like this. And I really thought, how fun is that to have that with a friend that you just have this deep bond with and and it just kind of gave her a lot of purpose you could tell that Georgie I mean she says that she kind of took the reins on that and really filled it up with stuff but I love that she had all of her hopes and dreams and the things that they were going to do I don't know it was a fun idea I I really enjoyed the idea of it I'm a list maker myself. I love setting like year-long goals for my birthday. I made a list of just, I called it the birthday list of things that I wanted to accomplish in the next year. So this story really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. The fact that she had these like tasks and fun goals that she wanted to incorporate in her Mm -hmm. life and work towards. I really resonated with that. I thought of you whenever we were reading this because I know that you do that. And I thought this is such an Amy thing to do. And I love that about you. So it was fun to read a character like that. There were some really fun things from the journal, which we can talk about as we move forward and kind of integrate some of the characters that we're going to talk about. But this was a nice introduction to the journal and its involvement in the story. So let's talk about, let's move into our hero, Levi. I love him. We talked about how they first met at the story with his falsely personified grumpy vibes. (laughs) But then we shift into the scene where she's staying at her parents who are out traveling. Mm -hmm. She thinks she has the house to herself for two weeks. So she puts on her soap opera robe, which I found hilarious. And then in walks Levi and Hank. Okay. First of all, I just thought it was so comical because she has this robe on with her stained t-shirt. But this is where the humor for me comes in is because when Levi comes in, his thoughts He was of her, so funny. He it just like he was thinking, what is she wearing? 
what is that? It was so funny. And then her underwear gets stuck on yes, the dog's tail. I know. Tail. Oh, my goodness. Oh, there were so many things in this scene that I was just thinking, oh, make it stop. But I felt like she handled it so well. You know, she just kind of rolled with it. But Levi, internally, he's like, I can't get the underwear off of Hank because I don't <laughs> want to touch her underwear. And I don't think that's allowed. And so without permission, you know, I'm not going to do anything. So, Reading this scene through his point of view was the most delightful uh, of the entire book, it, in my opinion. <laughs> I, 100%. And also, I just love Hank. Oh, oh he's I the best Hank. dog. Oh, so sweet. I we love, love a guy with a dog. You give me a guy with a dog, and that is the way to my heart. Oh, <laughs> and man. And his relationship. I really like Georgie's observation of his relationship with Hank. And she sees, like, this deep-rooted connection that they yes. have with one another. And I love that. From his point of view, he sees the connection that Hank has now with Georgie, Georgie once they start spending time together. I know. Oh, it was so sweet. So, yes. Yeah, so, that initial scene when they first meet is very comical. And I love that she had, like, the knife. And he was just like, okay, I'm going to get, like, hit with a butter knife. It was just so funny. It was such a great introduction to, you know. and But we also have to point out in this scene... She mistakes Levi for his brother. Yes, she does. And to say that, we have to make note of the fact that her journal, most of the things in that revolve about Levi's brother. Yes, Evan. Evan. Yes. And all the things. She had a major crush on him in Mm -hmm. school. That's really going to propel the story in the dynamics that she has with Levi and just the whole relationship with him. And so when he walks in, like you said, she mistakes him for his brother. I know. Oh, such a moment, too, because you could, like, the initial, oh, she did not just call me that. Uh Uh-huh. And then you immediately know there's been something, Mm -hmm. some kind of tension that's happening between he and his brother. You don't realize at that time that it's with his entire family. Yeah. But mostly with his brother. Yeah. So ultimately, at the end of that scene, they decide that they're going to be roommates with one another. He doesn't have a place to stay because his home's having some construction work done on it. So he and Hank are going to stay at her parents' house with her, and they're just going to try and avoid each other, stay out of each other's way. And that shifts us into another scene where she and Bella are going shopping at a thrift store, and she happens to run into none other than Evan and his sister, Olivia. Yes, so... I just could not see which direction the story was going to take as far as what was going on with Levi's, you know, the kind of the division with his family and what was the fallout. Um, At that point, I don't even think we knew that he had a sister, right? Okay, that's right. So when she runs into them and okay, this is where I got a little bit frustrated with Belle. Okay. Belle is very much trying to push Georgie on Evan. She's like, Evan? you know, and thinking, oh, this is so great. They can come together, blah, 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 whatever. And she, and Georgie's not having it. Like at this point in Georgie's life, she's not in love with Evan anymore. Mm -hmm. He's not somebody who's on her radar. Yeah. She's been staying with his brother now for a couple days. She realizes. (laughs) Belle doesn't know that though. No, but she's like, you know, Levi's kind of smoking hot. But even then she is really wanting to focus on figuring out her life. Yeah. And so I felt irked when we're talking about Georgie and Belle's friendship I was she was like sitting there elbowing her in the ribs and (laughs) I just thought back off Belle what are you doing read the room yeah I know (laughs) right so 
it was just kind of interesting. And then is that where she gets the job? They say something about her coming in. Yeah, they talk about maybe having her come and work at the, they're shorthanded at mm-hmm. the restaurant and the hotel. Yeah. We learn that their family owns the hotel there. And that kind of opens the door for just a job opportunity for Georgie. Right, which she felt, I mean, initially she knew she had said the wrong name when mm-hmm. she met Levi because she saw the shift in his yeah. like demeanor. And she felt guilty in that moment, which I found very interesting because at that point now she's thinking, oh, did I just do something wrong, you know? And when she tries to bring it back up with Levi, that's when he says he's he will not talk about his family. And mm-hmm. I think that ultimately leads her to the decision of keeping the fact that she's working for his family a secret. Okay, I have to say that when we were reading this, I was very nervous that she was going to, when she does accept this job, I was nervous that she was going to completely keep it from Levi the entire time. Mm -hmm. I never once thought that she was going to tell him. And I thought, this is going to (laughs) explode. And it's going to be bad and messy. So I was very thankful that that is not how that played out. That she told him and he was okay because he knew she was needing a job. But... Basically, the agreement was, we don't talk about it. Yeah, and it was kind of an unspoken agreement, too. It wasn't something that they had this conversation of, yeah, I'll take it, but don't talk to me. Yeah. And so I... But I was so thankful because... I knew, oh, that's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really bad. There's going to be some kind of altercation where they come mm-hmm. together and it's all just going to blow up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was thankful that that's not how that played out. Now that we have introduced Evan and Olivia to the story and the fact that she's working for them at the hotel, let's spend some time talking about Levi's lack of relationship with them and his reputation around town. Okay, so what do we want to discuss first? His reputation and why it is what it is? Yeah, let's, yeah, start let's there. do that. Okay, so we know that he comes from a very wealthy family, and his dad had what he wanted the world to perceive their family to be mm-hmm. um, very upstanding, and you have to put on a good front. A lot of expectations. There's a lot of expectations. And so when Levi was younger, he did not like that. Mm-hmm. And so he started getting into trouble. And can I just say how heartbreaking it was when we find out what his consequences are for his rebellion? Yeah. Which we can dig more into that in a little bit. But he was a very rebellious teen. And then when he becomes an adult, some things happen that that is what takes place. Well, we, I guess we could go ahead and discuss it. He comes back from after being shipped off and brings back a guy who's not a good guy. He's been hanging around with the wrong kinds of people. Yeah, 100%. But it's a guy that was at the school that his dad shipped him off to. So, And there's this just big altercation and kind of a situation at their family house, and it endangers his family. Yeah. And he didn't know that that was going to happen. He's horrified that it happened. And his dad basically says, be gone. (laughs) Get gone. Stay away. Do not contact Evan. Do not contact Olivia. Tells him he's poison. Yeah, he's poison. And so he, from that moment on, is really trying to change who he is as a man and how people perceive him and his reputation. But it also, within that, isolated him. It did. Because he did not want to have, he kind of went within himself and he was like, I'm going to build my reputation. I'm going to do good work. I'm going to work hard, but I'm not going to allow a lot of outside people into my personal space. Mm-hmm. And it was so heartbreaking. What's even more heartbreaking is that we find out later on, you know, at one point he runs into Evan and he tells Evan, stay away. So 
One of the because things, his dad had threatened him. If he makes contact with Evan or Olivia, he his dad will cut them off. Right. So one of the things that I was relieved to find out, because in the beginning when she calls him Evan, you think that there's like this major fallout between brothers. And it wasn't that he didn't love Evan. And it wasn't that he didn't love Olivia. It was Were that, you surprised by that? Turn yes. on events. I was too. And I love that I was surprised Me by too. That. Me too. It was the best surprise because yes. these brothers and the sister love one another yeah and they miss each other and the separation was hard for all of them and what was so moving to me which we can dig into later is that he later finds out from evan that evan heard what their dad said to him yeah we'll come back to that yeah so anyway with his reputation i felt like he just had such a hard time and so when he was able to build up his reputation to try to be a better man I was just thankful for that, you know, because he really had all the odds against him. He did. And because of that, he carried a lot of guilt and shame with him about who he was when he was young. He carried that into his adult life. And I'm curious because it doesn't actually, as the story unfolds, it doesn't actually talk about any kind of resolution with his parents. We know that there's a scene towards the end of the story where he sees his dad. And is it for the first time in a long time? Mm Mm-hmm. And she, Georgie's inner dialogue says how proud she is of him in that moment. My question to you is, do you think that he will ever have a relationship with his parents? I don't. And the reason why I don't is because, number one, their mom basically just did not care. Like, at all. She was not even in, she was half the time out of state at one of their other homes or whatever. And two, when he had seen her at another point, he makes mention of how it was like, he didn't even exist to her. Mm-hmm. So I think on the with the mom, absolutely not. With his dad, if there ever is any interaction whatsoever, it's probably extremely strained. I think it will be extremely strained too. And I think that his dad just harbors so much bitterness and anger towards him. I just am not sure that he would ever soften to that. No, because his dad strikes me as a character who's never going to admit he's wrong. Mm-hmm. He's going, his, his pride will always be in first place. Yes. To turning around and saying I was wrong and so no I don't but I was so thankful that we do see the siblings come together in the end and have this really incredible bond and just kind of like we're gonna stick it to the man like it doesn't matter what dad says. One of my favorite things for Levi in this story was his mentorship with his former professor I don't know if it was how you say it, Hedy, Heidi. For the purposes of this conversation, we'll call her Heidi. (laughs) Because we we don't really know. But I loved his mentorship with her. And how they had, even though it was mostly work-related, that they would come together and talk about the environmental testing that they were doing and the results of that and the work that he did. She would pour life into him. And I love that she would give him encouragement, especially when she started noticing that he was happier when Mm -hmm. he started spending time with Georgie and his persona starting to lighten up a bit. Let's talk briefly about their relationship together. I really enjoyed that he had somebody in his corner. And that kind of was started with Carlos that he was working for because he encouraged him to go back to college Mm -hmm. and to figure out the business side of things. And so in doing so, he takes that biology class. And I just love that he, because we know he's very shy. Yes. And and she kind of makes the point of like the fact that he even asked the kid that was sitting next to him in class about biology was kind of a big (laughs) deal. So when you see this 
this man who is trying to better himself and he takes the initiative and then he meets somebody who's really going to encourage him and pour into him. I really loved that relationship. I love that she could see him for who he was. Don't we all need somebody like that? You know, I was so thankful because he just, she almost kind of felt like she had that maternal, Mm -hmm. like, bond that he was needing and craving because he didn't have his mom there for him he didn't have a dad so I kind of feel like she was like that surrogate mom in a way for him not just a friend especially as isolated as he is in his community and in his town I mentioned in the description of the book that he was like the town hermit so I really just loved that he had someone that he could be close to and have a friendship with I do too. I do too. And I also feel like he was better at his job because of her. I agree. Because of what he does with building those docks and stuff. And she's a scientist and she's studying the water and stuff like that. He knows certain things that where you should not be building and stuff like that. So there was more to their relationship just than that. And I just, I don't know. I really liked her character and I'm glad that she was written in for him. Me too. There are a lot of fun, different things in the journal that Georgie sets out to accomplish. And I know we haven't addressed this yet, but Levi, at some point, he does agree to start doing some of these things with her and helping her through this list since Belle's so pregnant, she can't really help with things. And one of the ones that was really moving for me to read that I want us to spend some time talking about is the spray painting wall scene. There's a lot that they unpack in this scene a lot of their feelings of not measuring up to everyone around them growing up, him with his siblings and her with Belle and just really not measuring up and not having a life plan. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about that scene. Okay, so this scene, I talked a little bit in the intro about how I connected with Georgie. This was the scene where she's kind of relaying to him what she's feeling and he can kind of sense what she's feeling and... I I don't know. I just connected with her because I feel like there is so much pressure on people to have it figured out. It's like you graduate high school and if you're going to college, you're expected to know what you want to do and what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Well, that's not how it is for everybody. I have a college degree and I can tell you right now, I don't use it. Mm -hmm. I've never used it. And I'm in this, you know, stage in my life where I feel like I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I'm a stay-at-home mom now, but I'm not going to do that forever. And so I related to this character in that she feels this pressure from everybody to have it all figured out. And at the end of the day, it's okay if you don't. And Levi kind of gives her that permission to say, it's okay if you don't have it all figured out right now. So I just love that they could kind of, I don't know, that he was there for her and he encouraged her. And I love that. Levi says, what's work got to do with wanting? Because the difference between working a job that you're passionate about is different than just working to get by. Right. And I loved that he said that quote, what's work got to do with wanting when she's talking about wanting yeah. um, a job that she wants to go to. I love that you brought that up because I read that again. After I read it once, I went and I read it again because it was just such a powerful statement, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I just really feel like this character could resonate with so many people. Yeah, just the stigma that you're expected to have your life plan when you're in school and even out of school, whether you go to to university or not, you're expected to have your life's plan already figured out. And 
I, that's not the case. I, I know people who have started brand new careers in their 30s and in their 40s and some in their 50s and that's perfectly okay. It's totally okay and I wish that it was more accepted by people because what if you do something for so long and you loved it but then you want a career change or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like Georgie is like for everybody out there. She just is such a great example of we don't have to have it all figured out and it doesn't mean Your life is chaotic and messy. Right. That was the thing that I did not like is that's how people made her feel. And to be honest, that's kind of how I have felt personally in my life because I don't know what I want to do. And so when people have asked me, I'm like, oh, I don't, can I say I don't know? So this character, I felt like she kind of gave me permission to be like, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's just calm down. It's okay. It's okay that I don't have it all figured out because it's like Levi said, what is... What was it? The, what, what is, is what's work working. got to do with wanting? Right. So anyway, I I think it's important to find something that you enjoy. I don't I don't like hearing about stories of people who are stuck in jobs that they're miserable miserable in. If you're that miserable, try and find something that you're passionate about. If you can incorporate a hobby or something fun, I yeah. think that really helps. I agree. I briefly want to talk just because I mentioned the different things in the journal. One thing, a conversation that stemmed from that was. When they had dinner out on the deck and she kisses him for the first time and he doesn't return the kiss. And then later when he rescues her from falling in the Uh river, he tells her that he wants a redo. Oh, okay. First, the scene on the deck. Super embarrassed for her. I love that he was thinking about the the candle. Uh-huh. But he was thinking, (laughs) is this this too romantic? Is this too romantic? This is too romantic. Oh, okay. Too late now. And then when she, he does not kiss her back, I just weren't kept, you just mortified? By oh, her? <laughs> I just kept thinking, Levi, 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 please kiss her, <laughs> kiss her back. So when we get to when she falls into the water, which that was super funny, it was like, hey, <laughs> it's not stable, <laughs> it's not stable. And so when she gets in the boat and he tells her he will do the stuff from her journal with her and then says he wants a redo it was just one of those moments where you kind of your heart swells and you're like yeah baby (laughs) so I was so excited I love that that scene that he said that and and then when they do finally get their chance for the redo that was I know (laughs) I know all right, let's shift towards the confrontation when he, we're going from happy to, to the angst and the anguish here. Uh, when he finds, you know, he's having the best day. He's very much looking forward to their evening together. And of course, we have to have some kind of confrontation. And that is when he discovers Evan's hearted name all in the journal laying open. I do appreciate the fact, though, that he did not look through the rest of the journal. And he made a point to let her know that, that he respected her enough to just, yeah. it was out in the open. And here she comes home and she comes home from her great day because Belle had her baby. Yes. So she's super excited. They're both having great days. Yes. And she had texted him. She texts him and says that she's in love with him and that Belle had her baby all in the same text. And he's relieved that he was alone to read that text in that moment, which I, I love that little, little thought process that he had there. So she's coming home, like you said, from her great day and he is upset and When you're hurt, it's hard to see reason. And he even says in his inner dialogue that he knows he is sabotaging a good thing. That was hard. It was so hard. But this is where a lot of Levi's vulnerability comes in. Mm -hmm. Because 
his thought is, and there, one of the things I had made mention again in the intro is he has these moments where he thinks, please don't take her from me. Please don't take her from me. And oh, every time he would think that it would break my heart, but also make me love him so much more because he was so vulnerable. Yes. And he wanted to keep her. I knew instantly when we kind of see what had transpired with his family and stuff, all I kept thinking every single time was that journal's going to be laid out at one point. <laughs> yes. And when she was looking through the journal that day and gets the call from Belle, I thought she left that journal and he's going to come home and he's going to see Evan's name. I knew that that was going to be, that for me was very predictable. Yes. That that was what was going to take place. But my heart was so broken for him. And he knew, he knew it was irrational. He knew that was teenage Georgie. Yeah. But I think it just reminded him of all of his mistakes and his failures. And he just wanted to be the first choice for somebody. Yeah. So it really brought up all of those feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. And the heartache and guilt and shame from, from early on. So they kind of have a little bit of a separation. She continues to work at the family hotel. Let's shift now. We've alluded to, we've talked about earlier, his conversation with his brother Evan and their time of reconciliation and where all of that comes to light. Let's talk about that. I was so thankful that, one, she was continuing to work at the family business, but that Olivia had had that conversation with her that kind of led to Evan showing up. So we, she really lets her know, and Olivia kind of lets her know, you know, don't give up on my brother kind of thing, or thank you for being there for my brother. But Olivia, I did not expect her to go to Evan and tell him. So when Levi's at home and Evan shows up at his house... I just didn't know what all, how that was going to go down. Mm-hmm. And their moment, again, oh, the vulnerability of this man to just, when he was crying. Oh, Amy, crying. when he was crying, I was just like about to lose it. Oh, that my. was the scene where I am just really pulled up my heartstrings. Man, I'm telling you, that's where the tears come in for this. Because there's just... These brothers have been robbed of so much time. I mean, he did Robbed is such the perfect descriptor for that. Well, he his brother was married and divorced. He never knew his sister-in-law. And I was trying to calculate in my mind, how long have they been separated? Because his brother was in college. And I think at that point, he'd kind of been kicked out, you know, for a while. So what, we're thinking early 20s and he's 30. So in my mind, it's been about a decade. And that's how yeah, I took it. I did so too. for these brothers to, when Evan tells them, I don't care what dad thinks. And, you know, he kind of wants well, and to Well, admitting have... that he heard his dad tell him he was poisoned to the family. And when he tells him that he is not, and Levi is just emotional and they kind of embrace. It was such an incredible moment, I felt like, for these two characters and such a healing moment. But one of the things I loved about that scene so much, he said, I've always admired you until you let Georgie go. Oh, yes. And when Evan said that, I thought, oh my (laughs) gosh. Oh, it's like just a punch to the gut. But I think that's what Levi needed in that moment, don't you? 100%. I couldn't figure out how he was going to come back. And so I was thankful that it was Evan that kind of opened up his eyes to bring him back. But I also love, too, that Georgie, on the other hand, is like, I'm going to give him so much time, and now I'm going to go and talk to him. <laughs> I love that about her, because you know I can't stand that. Yeah. Where it's when people are wanting to say something. See, I'm not and like that don't. at all. I know, me too. I am not like that at all. I have to communicate. 
I communicate with my husband all the time. If I think it, I have to say it to him, not to other people. I should probably do it more with other people. I was so thankful that she was not, well, I'm just going to wait on this. But yes. I also appreciated her dad and her mom. I was just getting ready to say, yeah. her going to her parents. Yes, and telling them everything, which her parents, we haven't discussed, but man, they're a hoot. I love them. I do too. They're so fun. And so when her dad says, no, you need to give him time. And here, here's one of the reasons why I appreciate that. I'm going to be completely honest. When they had the scene where he's upset about the fic and seeing Evan's name, Georgie kind of says some things to him and gets upset with him. And I was not on Georgie's side in that scene. Mm. I was kind of on Levi's because I felt like she needed to take that moment to kind of de-escalate the situation. Yeah. And understand where he was coming from because he is so, she knows how he's kind of felt and his inadequacy and that kind of stuff. And I didn't really care for the way she handled it. So when her dad and mom sat and talked with her, I felt like they pointed out some very good things that why she needed to wait and hold back in the areas where Levi was wrong. And so I didn't see it that way. So her conversation, I felt like it kind of helped shine a light on, I could see both areas of where he was right and wrong and where she was right and wrong. Whereas in, I was just very much in Levi's corner in that scene. Well, I loved the when the dad says to Georgie, Levi is tough because he's never had a soft place to land and not much kindness has been offered to him around town. Oh, that yes. really opened up Georgie's perspective mm-hmm. on how to respond to this conversation. Okay. I think that is really how, okay, what her dad says, that's what I was thinking for him in that scene where she was getting so upset with him. Yes. Anyway, but then I did also see where he messed up. Sure. But... I mean, in that scene, I was like, Georgie, you're just being a big meanie and you need to like give him a hug, okay? Because he doesn't have any family and you're hurting his feelings. Well, I love that he does reconcile with his siblings and that they're able to have a relationship together. And ultimately, he does go to the restaurant and invites her. He has a little gift bag and invites her back to his house. And let's talk about the prom scene. Ugh. Okay. It's so good. It was so good. My first part where my heart just swelled a million times was the bow tie for Hank. First of uh, all, love that. So cute. And that she shows up in her soap opera robe. I know. I had no idea what she was going to be it wearing. Was the perfect setup. It was the best. Then she goes out to the deck with the lights and they have their dance and it's just the best like reconciliation moment, I think. I could not have just, it, the scene, I couldn't have wished for anything more for them. It was so them. Yes. And it was just the perfect way to come back together. And I felt like these two characters needed this and they complemented each other well. And they were just a great couple together. I did too. And I was really surprised at the epilogue. There had been some time that had Mm -hmm. passed and it was his birthday, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And having all those people there to help him celebrate. Carlos was there, which I felt was really special. Just the whole scene with his birthday and then them going out to the deck with the sharpies and jumping into the water oh they're happily ever after made me so giddy i was so giddy but i was very when it got to the last line when he said i wanted i'm writing what i wanted to write the first time and then that was it (laughs) i was like but what was it because you you want her to stay right that you want her to stay that's what you wrote on your own (laughs) and i I I know that it was 
but I just wanted more. I wanted more. And so I flipped the page and I thought, that can't be it. <laughs> Where's the rest? It was so good, Amy. The story, there was just moments that made me feel giddy. There was. I have one little nugget before we shift into the end. You know, I'm a sucker for a nickname, but this one is a nickname alert that has nothing to do with the couple, and that is his dad, Cal. And uh. all of the nicknames that she goes through with him that go with Cal, and to find out it's his middle name, is Pascal. <laughs> Pascal. And she was like, Pascal. <laughs> and when she kept saying it, and he was thinking, well, it's not that funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was just, oh, the best. That was my it nickname was alert for so this story. so good. <laughs> I love it. That made me, I was laughing with her. And when he couldn't figure out why she was laughing, I thought, it's so funny. It is. You knew what she, she was knew. thinking. All it's the so names funny. that she had given him. I know. This story was just delightful. I really enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed yes. it. So thank you all so much for joining us on this discussion of Georgie all along. And we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did and want to continue the conversation with us. We would love to hear from you. What were your thoughts? What were your favorite parts of the story? Hit us up on Instagram at Postbook Depression or on Facebook in our Postbook Depression discussion group. You can also email us at postbookdepressionpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep reading.